0: Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Welcome,
1: everybody. This is the Global Watch. It is March 12th. It is 6 a.m. in Jerusalem time. And today we are we are launching the Canadian Watch. They've come up on the wall and they're building their ramparts and boy, are they going. So uh, (laughs) welcome, Karen. I'd like to introduce you to to the Global Watch and your team that has come around you for the Canadian Watch.
2: Thank you. It's an honor to, to join in this place of meeting with each one here. And to open our time, I'm inviting Irene. Aside from being a beloved sister in the Lord, Irene is a First Nation, one of our First Nation people. She's an elder with the Blackfoot people in a more northern area of British Columbia, um, not that far from Jasper. Some of you might know of Jasper. So Irene will be giving just the the greeting and, and blessing.
3: First off, a little correction. I'm Shushua not blackfoot. Okay, just a short while ago, the the Lord really spoke to me and he wanted me to do something first. He wanted me to apologize to you and to your ancestors for how my people treated your ancestors and you when you came. We weren't all so sweet and nice, and we weren't all good. So, I want to apologize to you, I want to apologize to the Lord for how our people acted then, and how my people are acting now. So, I ask you as a group to forgive me and my ancestors, And I ask you, Lord, that you forgive me and my ancestors for how we have behaved, how we defiled the land before the settlers even came. So I ask you, Lord, that you would forgive me and forgive us. And Lord, I invite these people onto the land on Turtle Island, which includes Canada United States and Mexico I invite them to come and to bless you and to glorify you on this land, Lord. I ask for your hedge of protection around them the warring angels around them Lord God and I would ask that you would put your word in their mouths that Lord they might sing your word on the land and in the atmosphere and i ask you to bless them and i thank you for that father in jesus mighty name amen
2: thank you irene and as global family with you we want to know that we receive that apology on behalf of your people and just as we have also extended our request for forgiveness in the way that others in Canada, in the nation have treated your people at times. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you make all things new. And may Canada's relationship with its first people and the first people's relationship with with the, the nations within Canada Father, we pray for your, we thank you. We thank you for the healing that you are bringing and we choose and purpose to stand with one another as one. So our, this is our second call. Today marks Canada Watches two weeks birthday. <laughs> and if I was to title the last two weeks, it would be called opportunities to grow and I just want to give some orientation before I, I open up and pray. in prayer. in prayer much like Irene just feeling prompted to share a few areas and in, in what the Lord has had us experience and learn it'll, it'll be brief the first opportunity to grow came learning to close ungodly doors in our lives Many of us, a minimum of six on the Canada Watch team over the last few weeks have felt the disturbance that comes from the spirit of intimidation. Now, the felt touch from the spirit can cause one to fear, to judge themselves as less than the other, or want to shrink back, and perhaps even quit or run away. Between the stories I've heard in my own experience, we were given individually keys that close the door to this spirit. If we wanna move forward, we've gotta close the door to this spirit of intimidation. The first one, which is what I, I, how I responded was to talk and pray with a trusted friend. I know two's better than one and grounding comes very quickly. The other way is to confess and repent of any way in which there has been or continues to be agreement with the spirit of intimidation. And then of course, in our maturity, we need to learn to take captive every thought unto Christ and to stand in our identity. The second opportunity to grow has profoundly come through times of our teams simply coming together to pray, to listen to teaching, even to plan together. You know, Psalm 133 tells us this, that where this is, There the Lord bestows his blessing. Because when we've come together, there's been tremendous oneness in our prayer time, in our talking about a teaching and in our planning. And there the Lord bestows his blessing. And for us, this is the greatest blessing we would want to experience because he brings us into holy ground, the holy ground of his presence. He is with us and that is all. When we know that, when we know that the Lord is with us, that's all we need to keep going. The third opportunity came as a reminder through Bev and I think that you say her last name, Doty, D-O-T-Y. She's on the Israel watch and it was just this past Wednesday and in the context of the power of decree. They have spoken to the power of humility. And as I pondered this for Canada, the Lord caused me to remember a word that was given to Canada to me about a year ago through a trusted friend named Colin Brown, the apostolic voice and leader in Australia. And the word that he gave to Canada to the body of Christ in Canada was a sober word. I'm thankful that it was a year ago, (laughs) but it was from Revelations three, one to six. It's the letter to the church of Sardis. And I'm just going to quote a small portion of it. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, obey, Repent and strengthen what remains. I believe the year that has followed the release of that word over Canada, the Lord has awakened and is strengthening. And so today we come forward to take our stand beside you. We come in humility and in the bond of peace and love with each one of you and each one of your nations. And I just want to open in prayer now. Abba, we want to present ourselves as yours, your sons and daughters and brothers and sisters one to another, one with you and one with one another. In Abba, Forgive us in the ways that we have had or continue to have little strength, where we have not obeyed you or remained in a slumber. Forgive us for those times we find ourselves not only giving an ear to the spirit of fear and intimidation, but have agreed with it. You, Abba, are the father of lights who has good gifts for your children. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And in your name, Jesus, we close the door on any point of entry for the spirit of intimidation to gain access in our lives. We proclaim this day, Yeshua, we are yours. You are our firm foundation, a shield about us, and our very great reward. Abba, thank you, your strength is made perfect in our weakness. This day, let the divine transactions begin in our lives, continue in our lives. Our weakness for your strength. Our brokenness made whole in you. Our sorrow for your gladness. We proclaim this day, your name is Emmanuel, God with us. And where we are, you are Yahweh Shema. The Lord is there. We thank you, Abba, for this time on the call, this place of meeting of the nations. And in your name, we proclaim this space is holy unto you. This is holy ground with one another. And we take off our shoes this time the atmosphere has shifted for all of us and the Lord is doing it I want to invite Moira next she has something to share and then she will introduce our guest speaker
4: so I I just do this with real um, humility and trepidation because we all agree We all agree for Canada that it is time. It is the time that our nation will arise and that she will be birthed into her destiny, that there will be no delays, no abortions, no stillbirths. We declare and announce that the baby is born and the baby's name is Judah Grace and that baby was born at 2.22 a.m. on the 22nd day of the second month of the year 2022. That baby was born in room number two. That baby weighed 122 ounces, which is seven pounds, 10 ounces. That baby has birthed the new wineskin of the Ecclesia and there is an invitation to all of us, to, to for the apostles, for the prophets, for the evangelists, for the teachers, for the pastors, now to take their place. There is no pecking order. There is no intimidation. There is no fear. There is no quitting. All shields are locked as one. Hallelujah, we give you praise and glory, God. We have not been passed by. We have birthed, we have birthed, we say the baby is born.
2: Could we have a couple of people praying in the um, acknowledgement of this new baby being born? Yeah, I can start. Abba, we've waited a long time for you to bring Canada to full term. And isn't it like you to to do this when it seems like our Canada is most falling apart, the most oppressed that we have ever experienced, yet you determine this to be the timing for Canada's destiny to be birthed. And we welcome this baby that you have kept for us for such a time as this. We thank you for the full and healthy deliverance of Judas Grace. We pray that you would help us to tend and keep her as we link shields together, as we step into oneness, as we release one another in the giftings that our Father from heaven has given us to honour one another, to honour the giftings and to rise up as one for the pleasure and for the will and for the purposes of our
1: Lord. I'd like to just speak into this just briefly and pray into it. But as you were talking about this baby, that's so remarkable, but it recalled, I, I brought to memory the last time we were in heronhood. we were in a very significant time of worship in the presence of the Lord. It was just extremely powerful. And I went into a vision of the throne room and all I could see was this bright light and a stairway up to this bright light. But then a red carpet rolled out and bumped down the steps. And as it rolled out, at the very end, there was a baby wrapped in the uh, flags of the nations. And I heard the Lord say, who will feed the baby? And tonight, today, we recognize that Canada is rising up to feed the baby. And the invitation is to every tribe and tongue. And Singapore, there's some from Singapore, I hope you hear this too, that this is a call from heaven to prepare the way for the Lord's return. We don't know when that is. Maybe you, you, uh, that's not my job. Our job is to raise up the ramparts. And to get it ready, because I believe it can hasten the day into Isaiah 52, 8. Your watchmen shall raise up their voices. They shall sing together, and they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. That is the baby that the Lord is wanting to feed now. I don't know where it's going to be. We're going to be in another year. We're going to probably be in a totally different place. But I do know that we're, we're on the way. And I I just want to honor Canada and thank you for stepping forward and seeing that this baby needs to be fed and it's going to be healthy and it's crying. And there's a lot of moms and dads around that can nurture it. So father, we just bless Canada tonight and we pray father for the health and strength to the dry bones and the muscles and the sinews to rise up with new strength in their butt and and a heartbeat behind it that comes from heaven itself that cries out and brings heaven to earth, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray for a breakthrough anointing. They've got a waiting anointing, but I pray for a breakthrough anointing that is fearless in the face of the enemy that will continue to grab hold just like those chuggers did, grab hold of what your word is and not let go until we see it performed on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus name. Amen. Karen,
3: as you were praying about the baby, I felt a real fullness in my breasts. Like you do when you hear a baby cry in the store and you have a nursing baby at home. I don't know if any of you women have experienced that, but it's a fullness feeling. And God said to me to declare for all of us, our breasts are full. Our breasts are full. We are ready. And may I just say something? Yes. So I just want to repent. Whereas mothers, we haven't been able to feed our babies. And so we've looked to others, wet nurses and to the bottle and to others. And so, Father, I just pray a fresh new anointing on our hearts, on our breasts, that we would be ready, uh, ready and able and obedient to give the nurture that you're calling us to give to this new baby, to this new growth, to this new thing that's happening across Canada. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.
2: Thank you, Teresa. Yes, we did declare that this was holy ground. <laughs> Myra, would you introduce Bruce? For us? Yes, I have the great pleasure
4: of introducing um, Bruce Reason to you. Bruce is a, we're from Victoria, I'm from Victoria and Bruce is from Victoria and there's a few Victorians on here. Maybe give me the wave, you're from Victoria. There they are, so... Uh, we all know bruce and i just was thinking about bruce and i want to let you know that he is one who hears the lord and in the truest sense of that word he obeys and you because of his just following after the kingdom of god bruce has been involved in many things for one thing he founded Life Tree Church in Victoria which is now pastored by his son uh, and, and a daughter-in-law Caleb and Talcy and not only that but he has assisted many other church planters in several nations. He founded a ministry called Children Arise which is to disciple and educate children at risk and it has worked in multiple nations building schools, children home medical clinics, And I would say the hub, if you would agree with me, Bruce, is probably Uganda at this stage where there's full-time Children Arise people living there. And Children Arise's vision uh, is to disciple nations by discipling the next generation. And you're gonna hear Bruce really share uh, a lot of the importance of discipleship and the next generation through the sphere of education. So right now, Bruce is on the leadership of the third education revolution. And the vision of that is really to redeem education from secularism and restore it to the church. And the ecosystem that he'll talk about if he's given more opportunity over time is of veritas and virtue. Not only that, he's a co-founder of Kingdomize Global whose vision is to kingdomize leaders. So Bruce is one who mentors a lot of leaders and organizations to transform spheres of influence in society. How to really capture Bruce in a few lines is very difficult. I was told that I need to just give you the abbreviated version. But he is a man who loves fiercely and gives great hugs. And he is... He just loves to walk alongside and disciple in the kingdom. And it's a great joy and a blessing and an honor for us from Victoria to introduce him to you and let him just share what God has downloaded to him for such a time as this. So
0: thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Moira. I feel humbled and honored by the introduction. And I'm not going to be talking about any of the ministries that I am a part of but I do want to start with identifying and I don't know that if Karen knows this but Sandy Lark Lockhart who just sang that song this time I've known her since she was eight years old I've known her for 36 years she was my primary worship leader since 1995 in Life Tree Church for over 20 years And this time that song, we carried it, and here's a convergence as well and a connection of with Watchmen for the Nations all across Canada, and that song was sung. So there's some significant history that's there. And Karen, I don't know if you were aware of the connection there at all. I don't think you were in choosing that song, but I just wanted you to know just uh, some background before That's I, did okay,
2: only a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wowed as
0: usual. <laughs> yes. God is, God is good. So I'm carrying a prophetic word that I'm calling Esther and the great reversal. But before I go into that, I want to say in December, I felt really called to prepare my heart with fasting and prayer for a lot of December. And then on January 1st, I felt like the Lord said, What time is it? And as though He's expecting me to know what time it is and that I'm to be spiritually literate, that I am able to understand the signs of the times. And I felt, okay, I've got an idea, but I think it's only in part. And my assessment and discernment was that where we were, not only as a nation of Canada, but multiple nations, is that many of us were post-Christian nations and that we were already being oppressed by Babylon. And my trajectory because of the sin not being dealt with is that it was going to increase and there would be greater oppression and a loss of rights, a loss of freedoms. And that's what I was thinking. But as I continued to seek the Lord on this, he flooded me with just scriptures that I knew, whether it's the sons of Issachar who understand the times, Know what Israel should do, or the Matthew 16:3, which just talks also about you can understand the weather, but how come you cannot interpret the signs of the times. And if anybody's wanting notes after, I'm not sure who I should send these to, but you can get the notes because I'm just going to briefly give you background and then go into the word. But then of also in Luke 12:56, it's about understanding the present time and then Ecclesiastes 3 1, which says to everything there's a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. And then a favorite of mine is Ecclesiastes 8 5 and 6, which just talks about there's a time and a procedure for every matter. And the wise in heart are going to discern the proper time and the proper procedure, though his misery may weigh heavily upon him. So no matter what pressure is going on around him, he's gonna still be discerning what's going on. And in the midst of that, as I began to seek the Lord, I felt like the Lord then started to speak to me and saying it's time for war out of Ecclesiastes 3.8. And I felt impressed that it was both this ideological war and the cultural battle that we're in, as well as we'd start seeing more wars going on in the natural. And he also then quickened to me 2 Samuel 11, 1, which talks about it's springtime when kings go to war and David sent his army, but he stayed back. And I don't know who initially thought of this first part, but I've added to it. But if we don't face the battles that we're born for and remember that each one of you are kings and you are priests unto God, he's made you kings and priests. So it's springtime. Now it's springtime when kings go to war. But if we don't face the battles that we were born for, we're going to have to face battles that we're never prepared or equipped for. And that's what happened to David with Bathsheba. He wasn't ready for that. And so if he would have been where he was supposed to be, he wouldn't have come under the situation that he did. But when you start looking at what's going on globally, I really feel like the spirit of Haman that's there within the context of Esther and in this story, that Haman is called an Agagite. An Agagite was the name of all the kings of, Amalek, of the Amalekites. They were all called Agag. And in Exodus 17, the Amalekites were the first people when Israel was in the wilderness to attack them, and they were to completely destroy them all. And then in 1 Samuel 15, Saul was also told to wipe out the Amalekites, but he spared the king, he spared all the livestock, he justified himself in doing it, but when Samuel came, he put the king to death, and put all the livestock and everything else to death as well during that time, because God was, had said, you're going to forever be at war against the Amalekites. Now, we need to look back as well that the Amalekites are descendants of Esau, And who got to really be the covenant line that God started to choose from? It was Jacob instead of Esau. And we see the 12 sons becoming the 12 tribes just out of that context. So it's important to know the history of why Agai responded the way he did, or I should say, Haman responded the way he did when he found out that Mordecai was a Jew and he wanted to take the opportunity to even put to death all the Jews in all of the Persian empire, which several times it tells us is from India to Ethiopia. But if you do the research, it's also all the way to Italy. So it was a large territory that this was covering. And it would have been all the Jews in Israel as well at that time, which were part of the Persian empire. And so what we see here going on is this this spirit, but I believe this spirit is there in communism It's there in Islam. It's there in secularism, which I call a religion. I think secularism is a religion of the day that the priests are the professors and the teachers within our education system. They're there in the context of our media. They're there in the context of our government. And we need to be able to understand how it's a religion and that it doesn't tolerate anything that doesn't come into alignment with it.